0: Hey, this is Josh Snyder. I appreciate you tuning in today to the very first episode of the Bold Believer Podcast. And what it comes down to, this podcast will, in the very near future, be airing weekly. Also, it will include a host and co-host, Lord willing, plus cool things like an intro and better organization and a great outline in general for the program. Today, for sake of testing out a few things, like the distributor who will be putting the podcast out on all the platforms, if you're listening to this, it's probably been successful. And so I'm trying out a few things in that way and getting a feel for a few other things. And so this episode is based around a message I put together entitled Peace Be Still. I added a few things to it in hopes to keep your attention as we move along through it, but I hope that it is very relevant to life right now as we know it and that it would be what god would have me put out there in this time appreciate any kind of feedback especially since this is a test episode it is crucial at this point in time so please drop a rating or a comment and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts i appreciate it and enjoy the message peace be still some words that we might equate back to jesus and very rightfully so but what was the context of them If you know the story, you know where I'm going with this. But ultimately, in this time of confusion and chaos and uncertainty, we can all shriek back in fear over some of the smallest and seemingly life's biggest trials that it gives us at times. Hey, this is Josh Snyder. I appreciate you joining me. And we're going to jump right into today's topic entitled Peace Be Still. And And it dives around the concept and the struggles that we might face while coming in contact with fear. During the French War, a train carrying dispatches to the headquarters was compelled to go over 60 miles of very rough track and reach its destination within an hour. If you know anything about older trains and the speeds that they generally went, especially on rough tracks, you know that this was a very difficult feat, to say the least. The engineer was the bearer of dispatches, and his wife and child were also in the coach. Every moment threatened to pitch the train over the embankment or over a bridge, and as it rolled and rocked from side to side, Leaping at times almost in the air, rushing past stations, the few people inside held their breath and often cried out with terror as they sped along. There was one on the train who knew nothing of their fears, though, and that was the child of the engineer. Happy as a bird, she laughed when asked why she was not afraid. She looked up and answered, Why? Why would I be? My father is at the engine. A little later, the engineer came out of the car to cheer up his wife. And as he wiped the sweat from his face, the child leaped into his arms and laid her head upon his bosom, as happy and peaceful as when she was at home. What a lesson for us as children of our Heavenly Father. We can trust our Father because He is at the engine. But so often in life, we forget that, don't we? So often in life, we don't act like it. So often in life, we act as if God is not in control or lose sight what's important in life. I put this study together for tonight's Bible study, and I'll be presenting it then. But uh, what it comes down to is our faith is being tested and will be tested many times. If you look back to times when you were in school or college or uh, even certain careers, you would find that the tests is what made you stronger. You would study harder. You would engage more in your work because you knew you had to be ready for a test. Ultimately, I believe in life, we need to take things like that and, and understand that when trials come, because they will come, when the giants come, when we face them, because we will have to face them, when the storms rise in our life, how much do we rely on God? How well are we doing at this test? At this time, our faith may be being tested. And in many ways, most of us can look through our life right now and see different things that are changing. I look at different Parts of my uh, part-time careers, like in music, I've had to cancel some shows and events of that nature, and it's, it's really disheartening. But I trust God, because He is at the engine. He knows what's going on and what will come through this. Throughout Scripture, we see the pattern of many people, just like us, facing unsure times and trials, some even much bigger than our own. From Joseph, Daniel, Elijah, David, all of the minor and major prophets... And so many more in the Old Testament alone to the disciples of Jesus and Paul. On at least a few occasions, we see their faith and trust being put to the test in some far scarier and life threatening ways than any new virus can compare to. Let's all turn, if you have a Bible handy or just want to listen to me read, over to John chapter 6, verses 16 through 20. Verse 16 says, And when even was come, his disciples went down into the sea and entered into a ship and went over the sea towards Capernaum and it was now dark and Jesus was not come to them and the sea arose by reason of a great wind and blew so when they had rowed about 5 and 20 or 30 furlongs they see Jesus walking on the sea and drawing nigh unto the ship and they were afraid verse 20 but he said unto them it is i be not afraid be not afraid they looked out and weren't sure what they were seeing, or if they knew what they were seeing, they, they were really weirded out that Jesus was walking on the water. But ultimately, he calmed them down immediately. The first thing he said was, It's cool. I'm here. It's me. And their fears were put down. Ultimately, God is calling out to us in times of trial, in times of test, and in times of storm. Trust me. Understand that there's something far greater happening here, and you'll come out the other end of this stronger, and closer to me. First off, we all need to understand that as I've said many times before, that storms and trials, trouble and temptations will come. But one of the coolest things about being a Christian is we have the master of the wind on our side and living in us through the Holy Spirit. Secondly, God will always make a way. God will always make a way. Notice I didn't say God will always make your way. Being a Christian isn't like going to Burger King. As one of my drill sergeants put it, you can't have it your way, but through it all, God will make a way. And when we understand and live like he's in control, I firmly believe that our lives will reduce in much unneeded stress, worry, and anxiety. Also, before getting back to the disciples, I want to point this out. When we allow worry or fear to govern our lives, we are acting as unbelievers do. True, we all struggle against the flesh, but let us not justify our fear in the name of our humanity. At that rate, we could justify any fleshly struggle. We could justify any sin in our life if we went back to the premise of it's normal, everyone deals with it. We need to shun and push away fear, even if it is a common occurrence or a common feeling and emotion in our life. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The spirit that God brings is not one of fear. What spirit are we listening to in the midst of fear? What spirit are you listening to in the middle of your trials? Now back to the boat. One thing we should all notice about this physical storm the disciples went through is just prior to that and getting into the boat to cross over the Sea of Galilee, they had just witnessed and been part of one of Jesus' great miracles. Jesus fed thousands of people with a small lunch. And they were all pretty high on life, I would assume, based on what they had seen and done. Full of food, and it was most likely a beautiful day. I, I say this because many of these men by trade before following Jesus were fishermen so with their years of experience if a killer storm was obviously brewing or the weather was really bad they would have at least voiced their concern with crossing over the sea and nowhere in this passage do we see indication that they uh, had disagreement or were opposed to going over the sea of Galilee at that time storms will come our way even in the middle of a perfect day the disciples are having a great day there was a lot going on. Then out of nowhere, it seems, a storm came up. Why? They probably thought, why? You know, we, we looked to the sky and we didn't see any, any indication that storm was on the horizon. But here we are in the middle of a storm, rowing but not getting anywhere. Then Jesus, <laughs> then Jesus stepped out to where they could see him at first. Kind of scary, but then reassuring their fear that he is right there don't be afraid the world will fear and stress and honestly i can see why if this is the best it gets if life is the greatest it will get for them i can see why things like a virus and death and the low s and p affect them but god is on our side God is on our side. Research shows that 365 times in one way or another, scripture tells us to be not afraid or do not fear. Whether or not those are the exact number of times that the word speaks against fear, we can know this for sure. God hates us living in fear. And there are good good reasons. I'll give you three bullet points and we'll finish out this session. Number one, fear destroys. Fear destroys The University of Minnesota conducted a study on fear and how it can affect us and why I believe God speaks against us living in fear or reacting out of fear. Fear weakens our immune system and can cause cardiovascular damage, gastrointestinal problems. I probably botched some of the pronunciations of these words, but it also causes things like ulcers and irritable bowel syndrome and decreased fertility. It can lead to accelerated aging and even premature death. It also affects our mind and our memory. Fear can impair formation of long-term memories and cause damage to certain parts of the brain, such as the hippocampus. This can make it even more difficult to regulate fear and can leave a person anxious most of the time. To someone in chronic fear, the world looks scary, and their memories confirm that. Fear can interrupt processes in our brains that allow us to regulate emotions read nonverbal cues and other information presented to us. This impacts our thinking and decision-making in negative ways, leaving us susceptible to intense emotions and impulsive reactions. All of these effects can leave us unable to act appropriately. And I'm sure some of you know very well what I'm speaking of. It also affects long-term mental health in areas like fatigue, clinical depression, and PTSD. Fear destroys. Fear destroys. Secondly, fear dishonors God. Point number two, bullet point number two, fear dishonors God. Let's all turn over to Mark chapter four, verses 35 through 40. Here we find a similar story where the disciples and Jesus were crossing over the Sea of Galilee. One of the bigger differences is Jesus is in the boat this time. Verse 35, it says, and the same day when even was come, and he said unto them, let us pass over the other side." And when they had sent away the multitude, because they'd just gotten done speaking and and being part of a great gathering that was there to hear Jesus speak, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat upon the ship. So it was now full. and They were sinking. (laughs) Verse 38. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. In verse 40, And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? When we exercise upon fear, when we react based on our fears and anxieties, we show to the world around us and to God that we do not trust His direction and His leading. Jesus was asleep. That's how comfortable in the middle of that storm He was. Now, we aren't Jesus, you know. Things in life happen that will mess us up to the core. But when we react out of fear and react out of things that we can't control, when we could just give them to God, we show that we don't trust God with the circumstances in life. Thirdly and finally, Fear is a trap. Fear is a trap. Proverbs twenty nine twenty five says, The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. One of the most gifted speakers in church history was John Chrysostom. I think I pronounced that right. If not, somebody else can correct me. The name comes from the Greek word meaning golden-tongued. John was sent from Antioch to what was then Constantinople, where he preached fearlessly in the capital of the Eastern Roman Empire. His sermons were often against the lavish extravagance of the rich and ruling class, and his condemnation of excess infuriated many, including the empress of the time, who arranged for him to be exiled. When came time to tell him his fate, Chrysostom responded, What can I fear? Will it be death? But you know that Christ is my life, and that I shall gain by death. Will it be exile? But the earth and all its fullness is the Lord's. Will it be of loss, of wealth? But we brought nothing into this world and can carry nothing out. Thus, all the terrors of the world are contemptible in my eyes. And I smile at all its good things. Poverty I do not fear. Riches I do not sigh for. Death I do not shrink from. Far too many of us today are more worried about what people and the flow of the world's systems think about us and the troubles in life than what God thinks and what God says in his word. The desire not to offend others, which is not a bad thing in itself, is often elevated to be the most important thing. As a result, many of us shrink away from speaking and or living in the truth. How are we doing through this current worldwide issue today? Maybe you have your head on straight over this issue, but I bet we could all sit back and find areas in our life that we fear and that we need to give over to God and be in subjection in His will through it all. God is the ruler of the storm. Don't let things like a virus or death itself push you back from following after God's will. Don't allow the finite temporal things of this world pull you away from God's truth, from God's peace, from the love that we should be showing to the world around us each and every day. I appreciate you guys joining me today. would appreciate any comments or ratings or any feedback in regards to this episode. Please stay tuned and come back next time for another episode. God bless.